IBEC, the voice of Irish business. Hello and you are very welcome back to IBEC Voices, a podcast series about the people and priorities behind Irish business and the global climate that shapes it. I'm your host, Patrick Hawhey, and in this episode, we look at the social enterprise sector in Ireland with a particular focus on the measurement of impact and the challenges that businesses in this sector face and the supports that are available to them. This episode is also very relevant to any business in any sector that is interested in having a greater social impact in general and involving its team members in related activities and initiatives. To discuss all of this, I'm delighted to be joined by Laura Dennehy, who's the Enactus Country Lead in Ireland, Faith Savage from Any Time of the Month, and Maeve Costello, Social Policy Executive at IBEC. We'll begin the conversation with Laura Dennehy, and she is describing exactly what Enactus is all about. Enactus Ireland runs a leadership and skills development programme for third level students here in Ireland. We are part of a global network, uh, which is very exciting. So we um, were one of 37 countries around the world operating the Enactus programme. And I suppose the most important aspect of the Enactus programme is that we look um, we encourage students to develop uh, social enterprises to uh, impact their local communities, um, but also to help them develop the skills required for the future of work so that when they graduate, they're graduating with this vast array of skills and they're ready to hit the ground running in the workplace. And and I'm, I would imagine just being part of something like this gives you just really important soft skills that are so translatable and transferable, but also social enterprise, social impact, um, having that consciousness around um, business and society and how they gel together has become extremely important in recent years. Um, so I guess that's something that makes somebody very valuable um, as well in the workplace. Yeah, it's so important. And, and we work really closely with our students to help them understand I suppose the complexity of social issues and um, that it's not as simple as coming up with a good idea over a couple of drinks with friends it's it's a much more complicated process than that and social issues exist because um, they are rooted in, in inequalities and political and, and, and situations for, for decades and for hundreds of years. Um, and we bring our students through a process of understanding those issues more ever before they commence uh, looking at um, a solution focused approach. And I suppose what's really important about this is that on graduating our students, they, they sort of graduate with a different set of values, looking at the world in a different way. And regardless whether they stay um, working as a social entrepreneur or within the charity or the third sector, or they go on for a career in business, which many of our students do, they bring with them this, I suppose, this set of values and this understanding, this deeper understanding of society and the importance of individuals beyond a, a customer or a client. But, but I suppose the individual... Um, and their importance in society. And I suppose one of the, the really important pieces about an act is, is, is that skills development piece. And we're looking at that across all of the different countries um, and all of the activities run by the Enactus programs. And really what we're looking at there is we're looking at seven key skills that we want our students to graduate. And, and those skills are creativity, resilience, problem solving, emotional intelligence, critical thinking, persuasion and leadership. And we firmly believe that our students 
are going into the workplace with these skills um, and they are going to be very successful, but they are also hugely beneficial to the organizations that they're joining as a result of this. It's a great idea. Uh, and there's a com- there's a competitive element to this, isn't there? Yes, absolutely. Of course, where there's business, there's competition. <laughs> um, so as part of our program, we have um, what we call the national competition. So at the end of the academic year, all of our um, 10 higher education partners, they're represented at this huge event, of course, um, uh, prior to the pandemic, it was in person, and we hope to return to that soon again. Um, but this is an opportunity for students to showcase the impacts of their social entrepreneurial projects, because that's the really important thing. Our students aren't, they're not in theory, they're not in discussions, they're out there in communities, and they're they are impacting the lives of people right across Ireland. In fact, this year alone, our students impacted more than 4,000 people in communities right across Ireland. Um, So this competition is really important. We have panels of judges who select a national champion. Um, And here's where the global element comes in again, because um, following that, we have a World Cup. Uh, And this is where the 37 countries around the world join together for this celebration of, of entrepreneurship, student entrepreneurship, social entrepreneurship, um, addressing social issues, uh, being change makers. And from that, there is a a world champion selected as well. And Ireland, we have traditionally uh, punched well above our weight in this competition, as as we're we're known to have done in in many aspects of of, uh, business. But um, yeah, so so over the last few years, we, we generally reached the semifinals. And in 2015, actually, um, or 2014, uh, in Actus UCD reached the finals in Beijing. They were in the final four. Oh, wow. So, incredible? yeah, and this yeah. year, it's very exciting. Our national champions are in Actus UL. And it's the first time that we have um, a champion from outside of Leinster. Uh, so we are so thrilled um, to see their projects flourish and develop and these incredible students work so hard and um, it's really impressive to see the work that they're doing on top of their academic careers of course well this you know? is it exactly this is there's plenty of other stuff to be doing as well so it's very admirable well listen let's meet one of those students and we have faith savage who's part of ul enactus but also an enactus team lead how are you faith i'm good patrick thanks for having us so are you are you part of this team that that uh, that laura just was talking about um, well, I started out in any time of the month, and any time of the month was a project that we brought to national competition. Um, so I did have a little help, but there was a lot more people that, that really got us through that there, yeah. Oh, listen, the, the whole team thing is such an important part of it, and I guess they're part of the skills that, that you are learning um, as part of this programme. But um, take us back. So you, you went to UL. How did you hear about Enactus? What uh, attracted you to being part of the programme? And it's a funny story, actually, because UL have lots of clubs and societies that go through for everyone, no matter what you're interested in. And obviously with COVID, a lot of them can't go on or they can't happen. So it cut a lot of students short when making friends or joining a society. And my roommate, who is now my co-team lead, she showed me an actus on Instagram, actually, which shows how social media really does help a small society turn into something big and she's like look we'll go to the meeting it was an actus 101 which is a presentation we do for first years to recruit them in and show them what we're about and as soon as i seen what the display was and how the people were of an actus and the team leads of an actus that year it just dragged me in completely it was just 
so friendly and they were so happy to answer any silly question. They'd take anything that you say seriously and you would never feel like you're 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 asking something silly and they keep they keep you engaged as well. So you became you got part of the program and then when you become part of the program, do you get assigned to a certain project to create a project or or does it depend? Um, it kind of depends. I went into Anytime the Month. It was kind of the first pro- program and project I heard. And Anytime the Month is a bit more special because it's something that I don't think has ever been done in Ireland and in Enactus as a project. And obviously, Anytime the Month is all about period poverty. And again, everyone knows that it's been a taboo and that period poverty has been brushed to the side and people don't think it's a problem. Um, so I started in Anytime the Month in October 2020 because I moved up to UL campus and it was one project that I was kind of drawn to because, like I said, it's something different and something that can actually really help and change people. Well, what, so uh, describe um, in a little bit more detail any time of the month, what, what is period poverty and, and what do, is the aim of the, of the um, I don't know, enterprise company? What would you call it? Um, so basically period poverty is when buying period products or being on your period places a financial strain on you or when you have to decide. Like we always say when we're giving workshops to companies to come join any time of the month, we always like to say that if you go into a shop and you have to buy yourself some dinner or some food and a period product and you have to put away the period product and have to buy something essential and also drop a period product which is more essential as well is that when you know you've been affected by period poverty is when you can't actually afford to buy yourself period products and even just things that come along with um period like going to doctor's visits if you can't afford to go to, to them if you have to go on to contraception to help out with your period if you can't afford that and even just small things you know your painkillers everything like that if you can't afford that it's placing a financial strain on you you know you're affected by period poverty and one in four people are affected by period poverty every day which is a high figure um when you think about it so it's it's awful so when i see any time the month I, I need I felt like I needed to get involved and to see where they are now today it just shows how how well we all work together as a team and does any time of the month set out to I, I guess highlight the issue and make uh, companies and society aware of it or is there a further is there a sort of do you have a kind of a call to action is there something that you're looking for in terms of of uh, what you'd like to see done Definitely a bit of both. Um, with our workplace ambassador program that we host with companies, I was on that side of it. Me and um, Rachel Kingston, we are on the corporate workshop team. So we'd host companies a workshop and tell them that we would love them to come on board with us. And basically, what our goal for them is to have period products in their building. So if someone comes into work, they don't have to you know, have to ask or bring them in themselves. You know, we always like to say in a company, you know, toilet paper is always provided. So why shouldn't period products be provided? And then again, like we want to raise awareness about period poverty because a lot of people think that it's not an issue and people don't talk about it again because periods are always going to be a taboo. And that's what we want to get rid of is that taboo. And I think that we've done really well. You know, a lot of people 
um, come up to us and they say, oh, you're from any time of the month and they see our stickers and our badges. And that's another thing we also provide to companies is that we give them stickers and badges to display in their windows or on their employees. So when a new member comes and joins, they know straight away that they're period safe and period positive workplace. And you've done workshops for companies like If uh, Ireland Designs, but also the Labour Party. Is Are more and more companies and corporates and organisations expressing a desire to be more informed and to, to be more proactive about this? Yeah, for sure. Like we're getting lots of the companies on board now. We just signed eBay as well. They were, they were, Fantastic. They, that was our, a, a big company for us. That was a few months ago now. Um, but there's definitely more and more companies getting involved. And I think now that anytime they want social media is blowing up companies want to get on the bandwagon as well which is which is great you know we want to take on any company that wants to help out with period poverty for sure okay um and just finally what has the experience done for you in terms of just your your own skill set your own i guess pathway into into work and, and knowledge of the future work and actus like the training that we've received from an actus has been phenomenal you know I got an internship this summer and I think it's solely based on my Enactus membership and activities with Enactus. You know, when I went into my interview, um, the lady all wanted to hear about Enactus. And I, and I talk about Enactus for days because we have so many skills that has been brought on, even just developing a social enterprise and the leadership qualities that, that you have, no matter what role you're in, you're always going to have to have some sort of leadership if you're leading a project or if you're leading a small marketing team or you're leading a corporate workshop that's essential skills to have and to learn that over you know zoom because obviously we haven't been able to meet each other in person yet hopefully we will all soon um is amazing you know there are kind of skills that you think that you have to sit down and learn in front of a, of a person with a, a copy and a notebook but to learn them over zoom and to have that training that will be able to make us focus and solve problems when you're going into the workplace it's it's priceless you know there's nothing nothing more that I could have asked for from an actress and again we're going back into training for now because obviously I wasn't team lead I was just in any time of the month so now I'm going to get even more training to be able to lead all of the Enactus team and hopefully um, continue on in the future. Oh, well done. It's fascinating. Um, uh, Maeve Costello, I'm going to cross over to you in a moment as a social policy executive at IBEC, just to talk from the wider business perspective. You know, what Faith touched on there was just really interesting to see how companies are embracing this, becoming more aware of it and, and the things that are happening. But just before I, I come to you, Maeve, back to yourself, Laura Dennehy, for the moment. What Faith is talking about there is a really interesting example. Maybe you might give us one or two other examples of the kind of projects that you are seeing through Enactus and that are also so having such a tangible benefit on companies and businesses in Ireland and abroad. Yeah, um, fantastic. So there are so many different projects. In fact, this year alone, we had 34 projects um, operating within the Enactus network. There was 514 students involved in those projects um, and they cover such a wide variety of issues. Um, how, how students come upon their projects is we bring them through a process of, as I mentioned, understanding more deeply the social issues and what they connect with. It's really important that students have 
um, a really good understanding, almost innate understanding of what the problem is. So it might be something that they have experienced, for example. Um, and we have that situation with one of our projects, Restart, which is a fantastic UL project as well, which works with um, international protection applicants, people living in direct provision. And um, they work with people to look at their employability skills, to look at integration to community, to look at uh, retaining retaining everything about themselves and their culture, but being part of something new here in Ireland. So I, I know that Restart last year were successful in finding employment for three three people living in direct provision, which is it, which is something incredible for the students to be to say. And that project is led by by a girl who was actually had an experience of direct provision herself, which is really important within our network that the students involved reflect the issues um, and understand those issues. We have lots of projects around environmental issues. That is obviously something that is, is foremost in the, all of our consciousness, but also for our students. Um, projects around recycling, composting, the circular economy, um, really, really endless. So it's about the students looking in their local communities. We very much, uh, from time to time, there are countries that touch different parts of the world, but the vast majority of our projects look at Irish problems um, and in our communities. And Faith mentioned something interesting there around sometimes people don't see something as a problem. You know, they haven't experienced it personally. Period poverty isn't a problem for lots of people living in Ireland, but, but it is for very many people. And to think that our students can have such a positive impact and address these issues. And as Faith mentioned, also taboo issues that can be difficult to speak about in societies is such an important and such an important thing. Yeah. So Maeve Costello, social policy executive at IBEC, it sounds everything that uh, Laura and Faith are talking about sounds like it's such a benefit to the Irish business community um, in so many ways. Yeah, it really is. Um, businesses are becoming increasingly aware of the value of actually embedding social responsibility into their organizations. You know, some of the challenges that we're looking at are uh, facing in the community at a national level and even an international level around, you know, things like climate change, aging populations, even digital disruption. You know, there are issues that the business community can really take a leadership role in tackling and even looking to the future post-COVID um, Firms that are able to prioritize strong social values can really help to build back better and make their businesses and their communities a lot more sustainable and resilient to future shocks. But, you know, there's also a really clear business case for corporate social responsibility. There's an abundance of research at the moment, um, which really shows that businesses who are socially minded have key advantages over their counterparts. Firms that are able to demonstrate a positive social impact um, tend to have increased trust and transparency, are more cost effective, are more innovative, have diverse markets, and most importantly, have enhanced brand recognition and reputation, which you know is becoming really important for being able to attract and engage consumers, employees, investors, as well as other key stakeholders. There's so many things that businesses face in terms of new things, I guess. They're, they're not new, but they're, cert they're certainly of new value and importance, such as what we're talking about today, environmental issues, health issues, um, digital transformation, AI, all of these things. I would imagine it can be quite overwhelming for some companies, maybe particularly smaller companies, to try and grapple uh, with all of these and to try and get on top of them and, and be better. 
It 100% is. And I think that's where social enterprise actually comes in because businesses recognize the value of having a social impact. And, you know, that's becoming more and more apparent. But oftentimes they actually struggle about how do they approach this in their own business model. So if that's where social enterprise can actually be case studies and examples of best practice about how you actually can, you know, transplant that social value, social value ethic that uh, social enterprise have into mainstream employment. You know, I think as previous guests have discussed, uh, social enterprise demonstrates that it's possible to demonstrate both a financial and social return by providing products and services to some of the most underserved groups in our society. Um, But another key lesson that mainstream businesses can learn from social enterprises is around building inclusive workplaces. So social enterprises are often at the forefront of equality, diversity and inclusion, and they can really provide insights and guidance on attracting and recruiting alternative sources of talent. Uh, One example is bounce back recycling. So this is a social enterprise which offers collection and recycling services for mattresses and other household items but they also employ members of the traveler community who historically face exceptionally high barriers to employment and unemployment rates of more than 80%. So really there's multiple dimensions to the value that social enterprises bring to our economy and lessons in which businesses can learn. Well, where so if, if I'm a business owner and I've, I've, I have the desire to make the first step in becoming a more inclusive workplace, a more diverse workplace, um, where do I find out about things like Bounce Back? Where do I find out about things like Enactus? Is, you know, is being a member of IBEX something where I will get some of this information and guidance? It really is. So IBEC has set up the IBEC Diversity Forum, and this brings together more than 300 businesses. It's made up of HR managers, diversity and inclusion specialists, and just people who are passionate around equality, diversity and inclusion. It provides a forum for sharing knowledge, sharing information, sharing best practice around how you can actually make your workplaces more inclusive. And we have membership from everything from small SMEs to to some very large MNCs, everything from universities to pharmaceutical companies to IT software, retail. And it really is an opportunity for businesses to learn from each other around how you can actually attract and retain um, diverse groups in our society who traditionally are underrepresented in our workplaces and how you can make sure that they feel included uh, in the workplaces going forward. So the IBEC Diversity Forum is open to all IBEC members to join and anyone interested can check out the IBEC website to find out some more information there. And Maeve, how is IBEC working with social enterprise to support inclusion in employment? Well, um, as part of IBEC's Better Lives, Better Business campaign, um, IBEC is actually driving to make Ireland a better place to work and live for everyone. And this includes working to implement national strategies to support those most distanced from the workforce into employment. So, for example, IBEC is working with the Department of Justice, the Irish Prison Service and the social enterprise sector to support people with previous convictions into sustainable employment as part of the recently launched Working to Change Social Enterprise and Employment Strategy. And this strategy recognizes that social enterprise not only creates real employment opportunities for people with previous convictions, um, but with the right supports, it can actually be the first step for an individual into mainstream employment. So by working with social enterprises and other stakeholders, IBEC is trying to help to develop 
a progression-based employment model where social enterprise is a stepping stone for an individual to achieve a long-term sustainable job with better quality of life uh, outcomes. And this is an example of a cooperative relationship between mainstream business and social enterprise that IBEC would like to see replicated across the system to support other groups such as travelers, people in the international protection system and people with disabilities engage in mainstream employment. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Maeve Costello of IBEC, Faith Savage of UL and Actus and Laura Denny, Country Manager in Actus. Thank you so much for joining us here today on IBEC Voices. And that is all we have time for on this episode of IBEC Voices. Thank you very much to my guests once again, and thanks to you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to find out a little bit more about Enactus, the website is enactus.org. And of course, you will find out more information and contact details for IBEC if you would like at ibec.ie. Thanks again for listening. We will be back soon with another episode of IBEC Voices. If you're enjoying the series, please do hit follow on Spotify or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And I hope you can join us for the next episode. Music